1: Hey, hey, it's Courtney. It's Joy Marie, and this is another episode of Jaw Blogs. Yes, back with new episodes on the 1st and 15th after a luxurious summer break. Listen, if you've been considering therapy, today's episode is for you. We're always talking about professional development, getting our bodies right. But what about your mind?
2: Mm Mm-hmm, and we've got Atlanta-based psychologist Dr. Joy Harden Bradford with us today, and she's going to help us kind of get our mind right to slay. At work, yes, so stay tuned.
1: Hold up, hold up. We got some good news, y'all. Yes, we know that managing your money, saving, investing, negotiating are hot topics for many of y'all. So we are so excited to announce that Joblogs is teaming up with One United Bank to bring Mm -hmm. you exclusive content to help you on your financial journey.
2: One United is America's largest black-owned bank and the first black internet bank with the mission of helping to develop urban communities across the nation and building black economic power in America. So who better to partner with to bring this series to life?
1: Yes, and starting on the 15th, we're going to cover everything from savings to budgeting to improving your credit to reinvesting in your community, building wealth, and much, much more. Tune in for these very special conversations once a month. And you can learn more at OneUnited.com. Alright, girl. So. We are back. Yes. How was your month? How was
2: your break? My month was awesome. Y'all kept bugging me about this episode. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about this episode.
1: <laughs> I know that's right. So much has been going on in the world, too. Just I like know.
2: everything. It's so hectic. It is. So, should we talk about the world first? Or should- <laughs>
1: Talk Listen, I mean, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I um have been kind of like outsourcing my whole life, so. That's cute. <laughs> I did. I picked up a trainer. I think I told y'all I picked up a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to get a financial advisor. So, I love it. you know, money, body, mind, kind of the trifecta.
2: <laughs> You're not playing. <laughs> How about you?
1: What's going on? You
2: know, nothing much. Just, you know, try not to drop out of grad school. <laughs> That's it. I'm just kidding I've just started classes it's gonna be great it's my last year I'm getting my paper I'm out
1: hallelujah (laughs) I do not know how you do it but more power to you girl
2: but um, I definitely want to send out prayers and well wishes to everyone affected by tropical storm Harvey yes. it's been crazy watching yeah. all those images roll in
1: yeah yeah and my heart breaks so much for you know people in particular who were around for Katrina that mm, went down yeah. to you know Houston and Texas to kind of build a new life who are sort of having to deal with this all over again yeah. so definitely keeping y'all in our thoughts prayers and our minds
2: yeah and i did want to spotlight a few local um, charitable organizations I know myself personally The national bigger ones mm-hmm. Have been kind of getting a side eye for me um, But I know that um, Baker Ripley um, We had, well not we In a past job I did some work for them They're okay. formerly neighborhood centers And their big thing is helping Giving resources for low income families Okay and they're based in Houston, okay. And they'll be doing a lot of work for kind of the long-term recovery, okay. So they're a great organization. And I've also heard people really shout out the Texas Diaper Bank mm, um, for supplies for, for the kids. kids, yeah. And then the Houston, Galveston, and the Corpus Christi food banks are great. So if you're kind of like me, reluctant to just give your money to mm-hmm. where everyone is saying give your money, kind of look out for more local charities. But y'all don't the ones that just pop up like three days mm-hmm. from now. Like Look for ones That kind of have A track That have been there Um, And we did an episode About kind of Vetting charities Before Yeah So kind of just Make sure you're Putting your money In the right places
1: Yeah Definitely And if it's not money There are other forms Of support too If you're in the area Blood, shelter, food Donations,
2: prayers Airbnbs Yes and you know what? That is the one heartening thing is mm-hmm. that people really are just rising to the Come occasion. Come together. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because child, yeah. the news cycle is enough to make you
1: just think yep. there's nothing good on this planet. Hope so. for humanity. Girl, raise it up. A couple things that have been catching our attention mm-hmm. in the last few weeks as well. So I saw that Bozema, Got my right favorite, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mama clocked in and said, let us do this. Donate a, a million dollars to Girls Who Code. That's awesome. Which is like, that is a big Give gesture. away all the money, girl. All of it. Take it from them. Give it away. We're accepting over here. So if you are looking for a call... Mm. <laughs> But But you know what? (laughs) I will not turn away. Listen. up, girl. um, Did you see that Black Girls code turned down a donation from them? So I believe, yeah. mm -hmm. So I believe they tried to donate about $125,000 and they turned it down. Because. The Twitters. they felt that it was a bit of a PR stunt. So Ooh, it was kind of interesting is. This, yeah. Oh, absolutely. 200%. I know how these things work. But, girl, take the coin.
2: Listen, I would have <laughs> taken the coin and then read you. Like, yes. listen,
1: <laughs> I hope they get it together. Right. <laughs> yes, it like right. is. That was funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting to see both sides of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. All around, like, coding, too, and, and you know, development pipe. Pipeline program. Oh, so mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and I also saw rearing its head because we talked about that Amazon Whole Foods deal.
1: Yes,
2: they cut prices already. Listen, in, like, four days in. Listen, and you know what? If this is the result, I know we talked about like all the impact that mm-hmm. has on different industries, but that is one thing I can support. Yes, because whole, like there's no reason that I need to give you my whole check. Okay. To just have, like, no growth hormones in my food.
1: Okay. Like, why is a piece of, you know, farm-raised salmon $34? Girl!
2: <laughs> That's how I know I'm going to stop because I've been going <laughs> off about salmon. Listen. <laughs>
1: It don't make no type of sense. So, yes, Amazon, thank you. But, like, seriously, I think, I mean, I I have a friend who's really into, like, sustainable food and, Mm -hmm. like, ethical food. And it's a big topic because why are the healthiest foods in this country so inaccessible and unaffordable. Like, it's a big deal. It so is. I really, I love this. I admire it. And I hope we see kind of, like, more just, like, democratizing of well,
2: food Well, I options. did see it. It's kind of an impending trend because Walmart is now partnering with Google hmm. to kind of what they be a similar kind of partnership. Like I said, they didn't get bought out. But <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get bought. But they are, like, partnering with, because, you know, I don't know if you Have ever tried to like Order anything from Walmart This site is real suspect No um, so, I don't know you could Right Like to the house To And that's why they're Oh Okay <laughs> <laughs> To, to kind of get some more Infrastructure and tech Okay So there is I guess this Growing trend of like Retail and mm. tech Coming together mm. We'll see how it goes Yes
1: <laughs> Yes I love it Alright guys So we excited for today's conversation. Yes, we had to bring in a professional. Hello. (laughs) We have been hearing all about, I have to say, like, I got this directory listing from like Mm -hmm. four or five of my friends when I was looking at a therapist. So we are so thrilled to have Dr. Joy Harden Bradford with us. Welcome, Dr. Joy. Welcome.
3: Thank you for having me, guys.
1: She is a licensed psychologist in Atlanta. She's the creator of the popular mental health blog and podcast, Therapy for Black Girls. Her specialty and practice is in helping Black women recover from breakups so that they can live, laugh, and love again. Hallelujah. Okay. We're so thrilled (laughs) to have you. Welcome. Thank you. So, my friends were sending me this directory. Yes. Because... It's been an interesting year for me, which Mm -hmm. everyone on the show knows. I think (laughs) I've talked about it every episode this year. Um, But, like, it kind of took a while to get to a point to even say to y'all, like, you know, I'm thinking about this. So, Dr. Joe, I'm wondering, like, how do you, if there's not like a big life trigger or event, how do you even know when it's time to kind of pause and prioritize your mental health and explore therapy as an option?
3: So, I will preface this entire conversation by saying that I am a big proponent of like therapy for everybody, no matter what, Mm. Um, you know, because I think that we all have something or some issue going on where we could benefit from talking to like an objective professional person. Um, So, I am a really big believer in not letting something get to like a crisis level before Mm. you actually see a therapist
2: but how do I know if maybe I'm not ready to like make this an ongoing part of my life I just want a little taste Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so how do I kind of audit my own mental health to say is this just like a kind of like a slump for the week or is like this an ongoing like mindset that I need to address are there like signs to look out for that maybe it's time to talk to someone
3: yeah definitely so I think when you look at like the different areas of your life where you're required to be like pretty functional um so like in home relationship life at work or in school like places where you are supposed to be showing up on time and like paying attention and focused and you know um, prioritizing tasks if you start to see major disruptions in those areas then that could be a signal that something's going on so either you are oversleeping and you can't get up to go to work or school um or you are noticing like changes in your appetite either eating too much or too little um related to the sleep thing you know sometimes you can't get up but other times it's related to not even being able to go to sleep or like being up for days at a time Um, so feeling like you're kind of running on a motor like you just can't shut yourself off that definitely would be a sign that you want to talk with somebody Um, also any kind of changes in Um, your interest level of things that you used to be really like focused on so like Mm -hmm. let's say you really love salsa dancing and swimming and then all of a sudden like you just you know stop dancing like you were dancing two or three times a week and then you look up and it's been a month and you haven't gone you know so like any kind of changes to your typical pattern that have gone on for like weeks at a time I think would be a reason for you to say hey I probably want to check in with someone about this.
1: Mm. And that's an interesting distinction you just made that I guess I'd never thought about is like therapy versus mental health. Mm. I guess I was using them a little interchangeably. It sounds like you're recommending that therapy can be great for anyone at any time. But, you know, what we're talking about is like when you know maybe your mental health isn't in its prime state or like in a good place and you're feeling a little negative. And those can be sort of two Separate things.
3: Right. Yeah, because I think we all have mental health. Um, We Mm -hmm. all like have a a certain level of it. Um, And I think like paying attention to, you know, things that are impacting our mental health where we're talking about maybe like actually being diagnosed with like a disorder or something like that definitely is significant but I also think that there are things we can pay attention to to increase mental wellness Mm. you know so those are the kinds of things where we're talking about like okay how strong is your support system and what kinds of self-care activities are you engaging in those kinds of things really just kind of promote optimal mental wellness
2: so I'm wondering like if you feel like everything is fine yeah what are you talking about in therapy like are you like <laughs> are, are you kind of like looking out for like impending doom or like what's
3: happening yeah well if you show me the person that everything is fine That's then true. I definitely want to meet that person That's because I think thing. that there's always that is real. <laughs> we need their secrets for sure um you know because I think there's always something going on right like either um, you know maybe you're not being assertive enough so you really want this promotion at work but you don't feel like you can ask for it or um, you're really struggling with focus in different areas and maybe having some like ADHD kinds of concerns mm-hmm. or um, you know like you keep finding yourself in relationships that don't end up in the place that you want them to okay, um, and, and are not quite sure why, no you know, so I think that there are always things going on that you could like just benefit from maybe not, you know, six months to a year of therapy, but a couple of sessions to kind of get some input and some feedback about things I think could be beneficial for most people.
1: So we're at this point now, how do you go about, finding a therapist and kind of getting started. Where's yeah, the Yeah, I would first love split? to hear more
2: about, like, how you came up with this directory because I know a lot of my hesitance mm. um, to start therapy is, like, finding someone because mm-hmm. it's almost... I view it almost like dating and um. it exhausts me, the thought of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And and I hear a lot of people kind of liken it to that. And I would agree in some ways um, that it is very difficult to find a therapist who is going to be a good fit for you um, because the research really is very clear that the most important thing about whether therapy will be successful is whether you have a good relationship with your therapist. If there's mm. a real connection there. Um, so no matter how they practice, no matter what their you know orientation is, what you're coming in for, if you and the person just don't really kind of click and really have a connection, it really won't work. Mm. So the therapist directory was originally started because I continue to see, um, women like yourselves and other people like on social media talking about like, oh, I'd like to find a therapist. Anybody got suggestions for a good therapist? And, you know, typically they would say a black therapist yeah. or a black woman therapist. Typically, black women are very particular about, um, I want another black woman therapist. Yes. And so um, I kept hearing that come up. And so I said, well, hey, let me just put out a call for nominations. Like if people have had good experiences with their therapists, why not recommend them just like we recommend the people who do our hair, who Mm -hmm. do our nails, like the cleaner that we use. You know, I really feel like it should be talked about in those same kinds of ways. Um, So I put out the call in December of 2016 and got like 90 different therapist recommendations from people. Um, Well, some were recommendations and then some therapists nominated themselves mm. um, because they were like, oh, this sounds like something I would want to be a part of. So it really kind of just took off from there with people kind of saying, I had a good experience with this person. So it may be somebody you would want to check out.
1: Where can our listeners find the directory if they want to check it out?
3: It's at therapyforblackgirls.com directory.
1: My experience going has been that, I mean, I'm finding that it's like more of a tool to do the inner work myself mm. versus... A solution to my issues. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit with you about that because even though I'm new to the journey, like, I think it's important to recognize that, like, going to therapy is kind of like a tool and something that's going to help you, but you still have to do the inner work yourself.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, and I think a lot of people are surprised by like the level and the depth of hard work that is involved in therapy sometimes. yeah. Um, Like you don't just come to my office and like I wave a magic wand and like five sessions you're better. Um, We're really kind of digging deep sometimes in terms of, you know, like what could be years long patterns of like behavior or ways that you're interacting in the world that are not suitable for you anymore Mm -hmm. um so it really is helping you to kind of cultivate the tools for yourself because you know yourself better than anyone else right like I'm an expert in therapy and mental health kinds of things but you're the expert on you um so really in our conversations and working together we're wanting for you to kind of develop some solutions that you can continue even beyond your
0: work with me
2: So as someone who has never stepped into a therapy office, I wonder what, like what do you am I supposed to expect from like this session? Cuz I feel like there's some mysticism like around cuz you see it like on TV with like, you know, the mahogany woods. <laughs> and all this stuff. But like what can I you, you know, really expect from a session?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, your very first session is like lots and lots of questions, typically, um, because we're wanting to kind of get a little bit of a picture about like what's bringing you in, um, probably some information about your family, um, how long, whatever you're coming in for has been going on, what kinds of symptoms are you having? Um, so we're really getting like a lot of background information and probably first the for those first like one to three or four sessions, we're yeah. still kind of collecting background information, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you know all of this stuff about yourself and we're just trying to get caught up in some ways. Yeah. Um. So, you know, the first couple of sessions are like an intake where we're getting the information and then you kind of move into, okay, what kinds of um, specific issues are you wanting to work on? And what kind of strategies do we need to develop to help you to start to do that? Um, and sometimes, you know, people expect that like they will, and you will sometimes get, Like some relief from those first couple of Mm -hmm. sessions, but a lot of times it really kind of gets worse before it gets better okay. Um, because if you are you know someone like a lot of black women are who has kind of just stuffed stuff down for a long time Um, and now we're bringing it all to the surface and so it may feel really difficult to kind of manage some of all of that stuff so you may feel like oh I thought this was supposed to help me feel better right. and I actually felt worse yeah. you know so typically therapists try to warn you like okay this could be really difficult at first but we're going to continue to work through it and eventually you won't feel as overwhelmed by it.
1: Yeah. And what's the line between like feeling worse and kind of doing that productive work and maybe your therapist not being right. Like how am I supposed to (laughs) (laughs) Or just being a bad therapist in general? Like how do you know? yeah, So
3: I really think it's important to check in with your therapist about that um, and, and to be very direct with them um, to say, you know, this is feeling really bad. Um, is this something that I can expect or is this maybe just not a good fit? Mm. Um, because you because sometimes you don't know. Right. And and I think a lot of times um, it's very difficult in mental health kinds of settings to maybe be more assertive because we're not quite sure what's supposed to be happening so it feels like you can't really challenge the therapist or ask questions but I really think you have to be very active and say okay this is what I'm feeling is this kind of typical or do I need to be looking you know for someone else
1: yeah yeah Okay. So again, sold. But we know <laughs> that like a lot of um, the reasons why people can't even wrap their mind around it. Like I was pretty much ready to go. And it still took a couple weeks to get to it because there are barriers like insurance or, you know, like do I, can I afford it? You know, does the specific therapist that I've now found that I love, at least their profile, are they going to take my insurance? There's so many like different barriers to entry or at least perceived mm-hmm. barriers to entry. How do you kind of navigate that to get past that and, and get the help you need?
3: Yeah. So, you know, that definitely is very true and something that I hear a lot about. Um, so insurance definitely definitely is a big hurdle because most people don't really know how to navigate that whole process, Like in a lot of ways, it's very confusing and a lot of like hoops to jump through, it feels like. Why um, is so- that?
1: Since we have you <laughs> on the line and you're a therapist, why does it yeah. seem like y'all be so particular?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really talking about from the insurance side, not the therapist yes. <laughs> side. But, but you know, I think what, what has happened is that, um, you know, like as we've had all of these changes to healthcare and things like that, um, you know, the payments that you receive from being like in network for an insurance mm. panel um, is really not comparable to like the time mm. that you spend in school you know what I mean because no. you also have to think about how I make a living yeah. <laughs> so you know like you have to really kind of you know do the math and yeah. see okay what is going to be sustainable for me okay. um, but if you are wanting but there are plenty of therapists who definitely are in network with with um, insurance companies and so the, the biggest thing though is like getting that list from your insurance company to see okay who is still accepting the insurance and then getting through the task of calling all those people and seeing if their schedules work. I mean, it definitely is a lot for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Are there any resources for people who like don't have insurance, but maybe they feel um, that they need to talk to someone?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so if then you probably like you might have a job, like let's say you work part time, so you don't quite qualify for like full time benefits. Mm-hmm. Your job may also have something that's called like an employee assistance program where you might qualify for like three to five free sessions that are covered by your employer if you go to a therapist. So that's something to check out. Like that's a benefit some employers have. Um, it's also a really good idea to look at um, if you're close to any colleges or universities in your area that have oh, like clinical or counseling psychology or professional counseling training programs. Their students are in training, but they're like they're supervised by licensed professionals. Mm. So you can typically get um, services at a lower cost by going to somebody who is um, still in training.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right, quick break. We're going to talk about other people yeah. <laughs> to lighten the mood a little bit. So we have some working women mm-hmm. that are always on our mind, always in our group chat. And we need to get like the true tea from Dr. Joy. Yes. then We slander these women, but are there things that we can kind of learn from their plight.
1: Yeah. So Dr. Joy, if you're cool with it, we're going to shoot you a couple leading ladies. Let's start with Mary Jane from being Mary Jane. What's oh. your diagnosis?
3: Yeah so Mary Jane I feel like is the poster child for self sabotage mm. um so she constantly I feel like acts in ways that like are against her best interest so she says that she wants to be married with children and then she cheats on the person who looks like he is actually ready to give that to her hmm. or she says she wants to kind of have this like high profile successful news career but then she sleeps with her producer so I mean it feels like okay you're you know you're saying you want these things but then your behavior isn't always
1: matching up with actually getting those things got mm-hmm. it that's a lesson okay. um um, okay, so next up, Olivia Pope from Scandal. I had to leave her because she was so messy. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what is going on
3: with Mom Olivia? Uh, so, Olivia has so much going on, but it feels like, um, in the truest sense, she is like um, a classic picture of somebody who like throws themselves into work to not deal with like actual trauma in their life. Mm. So, Liv has I think like she thought her mom was dead at some point and then mom pops back up on the scene um your dad is a trained killer and has maybe come (laughs) close (laughs) maybe come close to maybe killing you at a couple of points she's been kidnapped and held hostage and you really have never seen her like take a break from work Mm. like there has been no stop for her to really ever kind of at least that we've seen on screen, right, Mm -hmm. Um, to actually deal with any of these, like, multiple traumas. So the way that she deals with it is red wine.
2: Gotcha. Big glasses of red
3: wine. Big glasses.
2: (laughs) Uh, Okay, next. I have a two for one because I think Molly and Issa, they approach work, I feel, very differently, and maybe Molly seems like she has it all together. But, like, is Mm -hmm. that the case? Like, Is there something Mm -hmm. else going on with this pair?
3: Yeah, so Molly feels like, and we saw a little taste of this right where she was in therapy, but it feels like she has dropped out of therapy for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, But it feels like Molly feels a lot of pressure to have her life look a certain way. And Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure that she even knows like what's driving that for herself. Um, Especially if you watch the, are you guys caught up? Yeah. We. Are. Uh, okay.
2: I don't know
3: about everybody. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody listening. Okay. Spoiler alert. Well, I, won't, okay. I won't spoil anything, but you know, like related to her parents' relationship. Mm. Um. You know, like she has kind of wanted to build her life based on what she thought that was, and now realizes that may not be the truth. Mm. Um. So I feel like she, you know, has this picture in her mind of like what her life should look like, and I don't know that she really understands why that picture has developed or mm. why she's still striving to have that be what her life looks like.
2: Mm. Mm. And I wonder, since we're here, that, because I know one of our commenters was saying how, like, the show shows that, like, oh, you have it all together at work, but, you know, then you don't have, like, this togetherness in your relationships. But, like, is that really possible? I feel like those issues kind of feed each other, even if you not aware of it. Can you have chaos in all these other areas of your life, but somehow you're just a different person at the office? Does that
3: work? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean and I think, well, I don't know that it's functional or healthy, (laughs) but it definitely it definitely could work, right? I feel like that's what we see with Olivia too. You know, like Mm. she's super successful at work, but the rest of her life is a complete mess. You know, so I feel like definitely, um and a lot of times I think we will throw ourselves into work because um, work typically has very clear benchmarks about how you can be successful, whereas the rest of your life sometimes doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm. And now Issa, what is going on with
3: her? <laughs> <laughs> so Issa feels like she's not really that invested in like, it feels like she's working because she has to keep the lights on. Yes. Um, It doesn't really feel like she is interested in like really, you know, developing a career and that kind of thing. Um, but what we've seen most related to Issa is just kind of running away from the pain of this breakup. And throwing herself into this hotation (laughs) (laughs) of really just kind of, you know, trying to use different men to get over the pain from the breakup with Mars.
2: And our final lady is from my favorite show, Queen Sugar. So, Charlie Bordelon. Is on the show, she's like, again, the one that has it all together. Mm-hmm. She seems super ambitious mm-hmm. um, and confident, but is there like something like, sh- is she a role model or is there something that maybe we're overlooking? Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I guess it would depend on what you're looking for a role model for, but mm-hmm. it also feels like um, a lot of Charlie's uh, need to control is is uh based on anxiety mm. um you know because it feels like she's trying to control everything so that everything doesn't fall apart and we really we saw her actually have a panic attack at that opening of the right. meal, right mm. um when she couldn't control everything so I think her her controlling and um kind of having it all together is really a facade because inside mm. things really are falling apart wow are the proof that your favorite shows always just reading
2: you yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: What about when people think that you train to be a licensed (laughs) psychologist and friends dump all of their issues on you? (laughs) Right. Can you tell
2: the people why I am not a good person to be their therapist
3: basically (laughs) yeah so it sounds like you're being too good of a friend and listening way too well um but I think a couple of things so one your friends are not objective right like Mm. they are in your life so it's very hard for them to kind of pull themselves out to say, okay, I can look at this situation without thinking about, like, the last three guys she dated, and yeah. <laughs> why this might be a pattern. You know, like, there's always a read tucked in there. there. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so they, they just don't have the same level of um, objectivity that a therapist would, who only sees you, like, an hour a week. Mm. Um, the other thing is that your friends are listening to maybe provide support, but they're not necessarily listening to be able to, like, make connections. Mm. So, I'm, when I'm working with you I'm listening for what you told me in session 3 and now we're in session 15 and I'm going back to hey remember when you said this this kind of sounds like that too Mm. so your friends are typically not tracking in that way Um, they're typically also not really paying attention to your body language and what words you choose to use versus what you don't use Mm. you know so we're like therapists are paying attention to a lot of different things in the room that your friends just are not typically trained or attuned at doing yeah
2: well on the flip side of that like, as a friend who's, like, listening um, to other friends' experiences and wanting to be supportive, are there kind of, I guess, like, maybe things you should look out for as to when you should sell someone, like, hey, you, need, you should probably talk to someone about this, or just kind of, like, just good tools for being a healthy source of support.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think some of those same symptoms that we talked about, how you would know for yourself, if you're seeing some of those same things in a friend, then I think it might be a good idea to suggest seeing a therapist. Um, also, if there's any kind of idea that you're thinking the person might be a threat to themselves, um, so if you feel like your friend is suicidal, um, you, you definitely want to ask that, right? So I think mm-hmm. a lot of people um, kind of shy away or feel afraid of that, like, oh, if I say the word suicide, it'll make them feel suicidal, and that's ap- absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. um so if you feel like you know your th- your friend has gotten to that level then you absolutely want to ask and then you know get them to a therapist or an emergency room um to be properly evaluated
1: i think um navigating kind of work and friendships and relationships there's so many um situations that we encounter Day to day, especially as women of color, where our own mental health is triggered. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I I agree with you that you know, especially in the world today, it feels like everything can be a possible trigger. Um, yes. And so, I think it's really important to, as much as you can, know what your triggers are, so that you can decide um, whether you want to avoid a certain situation or a person because you know you will be triggered. Or if not avoiding, then you want to develop a plan for, okay, how am I going to deal with this situation Mm. or person? You know, so I think once you know what you're triggered by, then you can be more intentional about whether you want to kind of continue in that space or in that relationship, or if you want to kind of take yourself out and remove yourself from that.
2: How can we cultivate like a workplace that is more conducive to our mental health? Because I hear a lot of times from our listeners and just people in my circle where a lot of times we don't, we're reactive at work and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just trying to make it through. But are there Mm -hmm. kind of um, actions that we can take to kind of protect our mental health at work?
3: Yeah. And that feels really difficult, um, especially if, like, you're not in charge because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, the systems that we work in are actually what's sick and not us. Um, And so I really um, struggle sometimes to like teach somebody how to be well in an environment that's not well because what I really wanted for you to (laughs) is get out of that situation but of course we got deals right so you got to keep working Um, so I think it really is important to try to cultivate a support system in your workspace as much as you can so if there's another sister that you work with you know you guys maybe take your lunch together um, and don't talk about work right so you kind of really protect that space or if there isn't another sister there um, making sure that you're actually taking your lunches and taking your breaks because I think a lot of times. <laughs> kind of put our head <laughs> we just put our head down and like keep working and not thinking about the fact that if something happens to you and you like pass out like they're gonna have a replacement for you next week oh. and you will be the one struggling so it. work is important and you know it's kind of how we pay for our stuff and you know sustain ourselves but it should not be like what is everything like don't make your job your life because the job will continue even if you're not there
1: Sword. Right? I love that. <laughs> All right, now it's time for adulting. This is a segment of the show where we talk through how we can all become more fully functional, responsible, contributing members of society.
2: Yes, and it just seemed like a missed opportunity with Dr. Joy on the line not to kind of run past some of these common situations that pop up and make sure that our mind is really right about that. (laughs) Yeah, so the first one that I hear all the time from our listeners is hunting for a new job. Like it's a job in itself,
1: it's stressful. Yes.
2: How do you handle this and like without losing your mind? Are there tools that we can apply?
3: So hunting for jobs while you have a job?
1: Yes. Or, yes, uh, you. or while you may not <laughs> Because they are two different experiences. That
3: is, that's real. Absolutely, you're right, you're right. So I think um, one of the the best things is to always keep your resume updated um, so that you don't have to like sit down at the ninth hour to try to like, okay, what did I do at that job? And what, you know, who can I contact as a reference there? Mm -hmm. Like, I think if you keep that updated, um, you save yourself a lot of stress. Um, I think also having like multiple different versions of your cover letter ready Um, So that you can kind of tailor it to, you know, whatever job you're applying for. Um, And I think if you if you don't have a job or even if you do, I think you need to set blocks of time aside for Mm, this activity so that it doesn't consume your life. So if you go if you don't have a job right now, then maybe you set aside, you know, like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. as your job search kind of time and then you use the rest of the day like in self-care and spending time with friends and exercise mm-hmm. like things that you know will kind of help to break up the monotony of that
1: yes and I feel like not equating your value to your ability or inability to find a job within a certain mm-hmm. timeline is something that was yeah. has been critical for me too because it could get real easy to get down on yourself yeah I feel like you know not great about yourself because you can't find some.
3: Right. Yeah. And I think if you pay attention to the fact that so many of these companies use like that software that kind of just scans mm-hmm. your resume for keywords. So it's not even like somebody is actually like reading your resume and putting it in the reject pile. Like sometimes it doesn't even get to an actual live person because you know, machine is scanning at first.
1: All right. Up next. What about when you're trying to sort of like find your passion or purpose? That's something we hear a lot from our listeners. I think Mm -hmm. in this era of social media, um, you know, a lot of times we see people that appear to be living their best life. So we're like, what's my best life supposed to be? So (laughs) how do you kind of deal with, you know, finding your purpose in this world and finding that thing you're passionate about and pursuing it?
3: Yeah, I think all of that's great. I think where we kind of got off path with that is making that the thing that you have to do to live and support Mm. yourself, Um, because I don't think they have to be the same thing. Mm. Um, So I could be super passionate about like working with kids and, you know, and do that on like my Saturday mornings where, you know, the rest of the week I'm doing something completely different. Um, So I think figuring out what you're passionate about and what your purpose is 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 great. And I think there are ways to do that, you know, for some people that may take a spirituality path for other people, you know, therapy could be a good way to kind of get at some of that, Some of it could be related to, like, what did you do as a kid when you were, like, pretending? I think sometimes when we go back to, like, childhood memories, that can kind of connect us to passion and purpose. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that has to be the way you spend your nine to five. Like, Mm -hmm. it it may be great if those things can be the same thing, but I don't think they have to be.
2: Yeah, I know I was listening to um, an interview recently where they were just talking about how we just put so much pressure on, like, work being all things, especially Mm -hmm. in the U.S., And that really – it's kind of hard to break that in us Mm -hmm. that, like, work just – your value comes from it. Your passion comes from it. All these things are supposed to come from work, and that really doesn't have to be the case. Okay, next up is uh, when there is just – we've touched on this a little bit, but, like, when there's negativity in the workplace and, like, maybe you feel – especially like when maybe you feel ostracized at work, maybe your value isn't recognized, maybe you feel like you don't fit in in the culture um, and you just don't feel that support. Um, How do you navigate that other than like, pushing
1: everything down and exploding one day. Well, that definitely is one way of dealing with it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think, again, related to, you know, kind of knowing where your value is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially if if the environment is really toxic and you just have to be there because it's the only way you can support yourself. Um, You know, so I think really not allowing your workspace to define who you are um, and looking for other areas outside of to really um, nourish you and kind of feed into you Um, so making sure that your friendship circle is tight outside of that or that you have some kind of community engagement or that you're doing something that really does make you feel um, like a whole person and that you are engaging with other people who do really value you so then you can then just see work as work as opposed to like where you're getting your value from.
1: What about in kind of cultivating your confidence and kind of building yourself up whether it's for advancing getting a promotion networking you know building up your circle what's your advice for folks in that arena
3: So I typically think that confidence comes from us really kind of stretching ourselves outside of our comfort zones, Mm. um, even though that may be difficult at first. But confidence is developed by you continuing to see that you can succeed at something. Mm. So the only way you can kind of prove to yourself that you can succeed is to kind of challenge yourself to do something new and different. Um, So I think taking on maybe additional tasks either at work or developing skills that are transferable to work in other places um, could really be helpful in developing your confidence.
1: Okay, Dr. Joy, this has been incredibly helpful to me personally. Yes, I think (laughs) I have some tools. Yes, resources. Tips, some encouragement yeah. to go forth and kind of live our best lives. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Where can we follow and find you around the web and connect with you?
3: Yeah, so the website of course is therapyforblackgirls.com. Um, and on Instagram and Facebook, you can find me at therapy for black girls. And on Twitter it's therapy for the number four B girl.
2: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Dr. Joy.
1: Thank you for having me guys and now it is time for ask job logs this is typically the segment of the show where we address your life and career questions if you need fresh advice outside perspective we have you but this week we
2: got a little special treat for you so dr joy generously offered to take your listener questions and address them on our site Mm Joblogs.com. so if you have a question for a licensed psychologist y'all
1: Yes. Send it in. A breakup, stressful work situation, or you just want some general mental health, you know, well-being advice, write us. You can send in your question by visiting joblogs.com slash askjoblogs or ring us up at 929-324-1090 and we'll make sure she gets your question. Mm -hmm. So make it good.
2: beautiful time beautiful return
1: yes I feel you know I feel motivated come on I feel inspired hallelujah I feel full of joy <laughs> <laughs> too much joy on this episode <laughs> thank y'all for rocking with us as usual you can find us all over the web at jawblogs jawblogs.com mm-hmm. I am cleave out loud everywhere and I am Hamas hey, Parker see y'all next time